When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I just thought we could scratch it out. Tim Melia came up with some big saves. They kept it within one goal. All they needed was just, God damn it, Daniel, poke the ball home. Just put the ball across the line, Daniel. Oh, that's all they needed. Just scratch it out. 30 minutes and more scratching it out. Tim Melia Heroics and, and PKs. We're on to LA. I'm not at acceptance yet. I'm not there yet. Back at it again with another shade of blue. A stupid shade of blue. This is going to be a tough one, guys. It's a quick reactions pod. Fresh after Sporting Kansas City's one nothing loss to Houston in the Western Conference semifinals. We sucked. I don't know how this is going to go. Thad thinks bad. we can make it through. <laughs> yes, probably bad. It's going to be disorganized, but you know what? We're doing it raw. <laughs> and we're letting everyone just see us for who we really are. Eddie, insolent children. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. David's probably going to be showing a lot of that on this one. We have an all-off season, but we wanted to do a quick reactions thing. I don't know how it's going to go. Thad thinks we can make it through all five stages of grief, doubting we're going to make it to acceptance. You'll be okay, Cody. You're normally our level head. That's one thing we do here at the KC Soccer Journal. We give an array of opinions, the wide-angle view. We try to give people a level head on things, a well-rounded point of view. So you might, we might need you to talk us through this. You're a therapist for the five stages here today. I do rant once in a while, but yes, I will try to help you through to be okay with yourself. Cody, but, but before I go into just 
the most unhinged rant that one could imagine. I'm going to stop short of like calling for the dissolution of MLS or like pro, but we're we're (laughs) circling that runway before that though, go to the KC soccer journal. If you listen to this podcast, go to the KC soccer journal, get in the comments, debate it with us. Do you agree? Do you want Thad's reasonable, like unnecessarily normal approach to things? Do you want to just be an unhinged lunatic like me? Do you want to play both sides like Cody? Get in the comments. No, no, no. Participate in the chat with us. We love it. I want want fiery comments. Go to the comments section and just spew it all. It's a safe place for venting. Just let us hear it. So, on that note, please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a comment at kcsoccerjournal.com. I'm Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, Robert Russert, David Greenwald is here. Thad's name in the chat is Thad is going to be okay. So he may have already reached acceptance. We're going to try to get there by segment three. I don't know if it's going to happen. Segment one is going to be a lot of denial and anger, I imagine. So David, you seem to be the fiery one among us. So why don't I just let you, uh, let you list your grievances? Well, it's the holiday season. You know, we're done with Thanksgiving. We're approaching Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever else you might celebrate. And there's Festivus. And part of Festivus is the airing of grievances. I was hoping that's where you were going with that. I've got a whole lot to say, and I'm not very happy with a whole lot of people. So (laughs) buckle up. Thad, do you want to, like, add any fair warning before he goes into this? I don't know how long this is going to go. We might need to keep him in check. Are you ready for David to just unleash? I think it's healthy for him to rant, but I just want to make sure that everybody's listening feels also safe, that if they are being too upset by it, they can just turn the volume down a little bit, let it go for a minute, and then come back for a much more rational approach. I'm going to let him get it out. And actually, yes, if you need to turn the volume down while David is doing this, how about everyone together while listening, you can also list your grievances. Like I said, this is a safe space. Just scream in your car. This is what you can do while David is going because I'm going to let David go and just keep booking through the list. We don't need to nitpick and, and, and talk about it all right away. So I'm just going to let David go. And air your own grievances at the KC Soccer Journal. Come come at us in the comments. Add your grievances. Let's make a list. We'll send it to Don Garber. Have the we'll argument with pro. yourself in the car and in the mirror and get it right and then go put the comment at kcsoccerjournal.com. Let's do this. I loved, I love that the referee in this match walks over to Hector Herrera after his third foul in the first half, and he points around and says, one, two, three, no more. Next foul. Next time you foul somebody, I'm going to book you. And then what does Hector Herrera do? Two more fouls, no booking. Why even warn him? Why even bother? Why even bother? What's the point? And then he calls all of these, like, ticky-tack, like, crazy fouls on us. Like, Alan Polito gets hacked down, but... Somehow it's a foul on Alan Polito. What's the point? What is the point of just allowing another team to foul relentlessly with no real bookings, but then call the ticky-tack stuff going the other way? What's the point? Let it out. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. They let Houston conk a cap away the entire second half. At one point, uh, at one point in, in stoppage time, the ball goes out for a goal kick, right? It goes out at like the, it's like the, the, two minute and 12 second mark of stoppage time. And I started counting. Steve Clark didn't kick the ball for 30 seconds. The ball didn't go back and play for 30 seconds on a goal kick. 
and then you've got Karaskia uh, or whoever like going down pretending like he's hurt Hector Herrera pretends to be hurt they all pretend to be hurt and then they take that ridiculous corner kick at the end where they take a minute and a half to decide which of those two orange clad assholes gets to kick the ball ultimately just to kick it to them like in the corner right play a short corner and then the ref blows the whistle six minutes of stoppage time was actually like a two minutes of stoppage time it was ridiculous it was absolutely ridiculous what are we doing here's the thing that really really frustrates me about all this is that it couldn't have happened to a less deserving fan base okay and i'm gonna here's the thing i'm i'm gonna vomit here for a second but i'm actually gonna praise st louis because at least the toasted ravs showed up for their team all year long these new johnny come lately houston assholes where have they been for years for years not in the seats they don't deserve it they don't deserve a good team they don't deserve playoff wins they don't show up for their for their team. They're not supportive. They're awful fans. They're so many garbage fans. They don't deserve it. And that's super frustrating. It's super frustrating to see a fan base that doesn't deserve it get rewarded. Keep going. I'm frustrated that I'm, fr I'm frustrated that Vermees didn't sub earlier. I was going to say. I don't say. know what match he was watching. So he so often justifies not subbing by saying like, well, you know, like our starters were playing really well. So why change things up? And we 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 sucked. Uh, it was it was terrible to watch the team like that suffering behind the ball. What world was he watching? What what match was he watching that any of those guys deserved to stay on the field? Milia played really well. I thought Fontes played pretty well. Everybody else was like somewhere between fine and like not good. But Vermees just doesn't bother to sub until we're at what in the 80th minute, right? Like the 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 impact subs off the bench, the offensive subs off the bench don't really bother coming in until the game's already over, like. It's just a masterclass and being a, like terrible with your use of your substitutions. But, you know, we suck. Let's talk about the handball, okay? Because that changes the whole match, right? The whole match. Because if you call it a handball, then it's a mandatory red card, which means Houston, the game is most likely tied 1 1, going into halftime, and Houston's down a man for the rest of the game. His arm is very clearly not in a natural position. The, the, the angle from behind the net shows very clearly he's got his hand up. And he's pulling it back. And even if you say he tried to get it back down to his side, the fact that it was out of position and he was trying to move it back in shows you that he didn't just have it down by his side. He was moving from an unnatural position, trying to get into a natural position. He didn't get there. You look at that picture from behind the net, his arm is six, eight inches off the side. Okay. When it hits him in the arm. Okay. And it, and it, and it stops a goal from going in. Okay, you got the handball. Any other grievances? It was garbage. There's got there. I feel like there's probably a lot more. That are we okay on the anger and denial so far? Do you need to reel anything back? Well, I, I think the anger is good, man. But I, I don't know if we really hit the denial. I mean, like it happened. So I mean, <laughs> there's nothing you can change about it. So I just want to make sure we go through the denial stage. Oh, the schedule. Hold on. Sorry, <laughs> I should have put this earlier. The schedule. Why? Why? What? Why? And we've talked about this before. But like, we play an unbalanced schedule. We don't play home and away against everybody in the Western Conference. We play an unbalanced schedule so that we can delay everything to the playoffs into November, at which point we play a best of three series. Then we have to wait for everybody else to play their third game, only to go to an international break so that any teams with any momentum get stalled out by a totally unnecessary FIFA window. The schedule is all fakakta. There's no, there's absolutely no reason for any of this. So, I mean, I can't, like, like that said, you can't deny it. All of these things happened. Whether they should have happened or not is a different question, but they all happened. So, I mean, I don't know what there is to deny other than the fact that, like, 
I mean, there's no denying that pro fucking sucks. I don't know what else there is. I think the denial comes in with, you know, we wanted a fairy tale ending, and it's just hard to believe that it ended this way. It's not real. Yeah, exactly. How could this happen? You will come to accept. You will come (laughs) to accept that it is real, though, Robert. Mm, I don't have to. So we got enough into the handball there. Let's just go back to that part from David's list of grievances. Thank you for the Festivus presentation there. I liked that very much. Thad, what you PowerPoint th- if you need one. <laughs> what do you think of the handball? You called it a, you're calling it a handball, I hope, right? I am, and I'm trying to be careful that I'm not just seeing it but the way I want to see it. So I, I wanted to look at it on the big screen on the I got a big computer screen and I'm looking at details and I'm looking at every little thing he was doing. And yes, I felt that because he pulled his hand down, pulled his arm down, it hit like bicep right above the elbow, I think. But because he was pulling it all down, it he changed where it was at and he blocked the ball because he pulled his arm down. He would not have blocked it if it actually left it in the unnatural position, but because he pulled it down, it blocked it, which just the act of moving makes it a red card, makes it a penalty, makes it a red card, takes a starting center back out of the game, makes Houston make some adjustment, and I don't know. It, it They could have still lost it in overtime. That I think why that's so you, – you hit like such an interesting part of that and why it's so frustrating is where the line is between making yourself bigger, the, the quote-unquote making yourself bigger, which I believe is part of the rule or it was at one point. It's a line you hear a lot. And the natural position because the, the motion down did – make himself bigger and he was doing the his chest is inverted in the way that you do when you're settling the ball with your chest and so his arms are at his side but also slightly in front creating just that little angle there and that view from behind the net you can see it hit that hit his arm it wobbles and when you have that little bit of angle there sticking out on front then that's what kept the ball off the line Peter Vermees said it right in the postgame. It did, his hand kept the ball out. That is the bottom line. But it may be one of those situations where the ball never lies or the ball doesn't lie because Allen should have finished that. Daniel should have smashed it home too. And it, it just, I, I can't believe we didn't get a goal out of that. I can't believe it. There, boom, denial. Got it. We hit denial. I, I do remember earlier this year, though, Rosero gave up a penalty because he had his hands behind his back and his elbow chicken winged out a little bit. So they made, they said that he made his body bigger cause he chicken winged, mm-hmm. but he had his hands and arms behind his back as much as possible. So I just, I I've sometimes feel like I don't know what the real rule is anymore and there's that, no consistency yeah. to how anybody actually calls it. And again, if I'm going to display some anger about it is I do feel like if it was called, it stays. It's not overturned. If it's not called, now there's at least a little bit of room of doubt, and I feel like a lot of refs are just not calling things and saying, ah, VAR will fix it, because if I missed it. Yep. Yep. That well, ref and, okay. I mean, that's happening, that's happening all over the world, right? I, you know, you, I was watching a Premier League game today, and there were like nine offsides, and the, the, the ARs just let it play because they're like, well, you know, who cares if the goal, ball goes in the back of the net? We can always fix it later. 
And so the idea of like, I, as a center ref, I'm too coward, too cowardly to make a call that may change the game because I've got the guys up in the booth that can like, you know, whatever. Like if I just get it wrong, like they can always fix it later. It's cowardice. It's ruined how, how officials officiate the game. Okay. So cowardice, but isn't there something also wrong with, okay, I didn't see it well. I can't make a definitive ruling on this. Isn't there some credence to that as well? And I'm not being an apologist because I agree it was a handball, but isn't there some credence to, hey, I didn't see it well enough to make the call? Yeah, that of course. You're absolutely right. They're humans, uh, that the referees. Uh, of course, that is a thing, and it's fair. Like, that's just something that happens. But it's also, that's why fans can be really upset about this. The ref couldn't see it. Yeah. He wasn't, like, something went wrong. The ref didn't see it. We were hard done. Like, undeniable we were hard done by that call, by that no call. So, okay, is this a thing? Can you, as a referee, say, okay, I didn't see it. I'm not going to call it VAR, though. I'm going to demand VAR, though. I get a look at it. I guess you can't do that. That's not part of it, is it? No, at least not the way I understand it. I do think it should be a, hey, can I go back and look at it? I do think there should be a, a, a... Ability to do that. I was looking for a good word, but I couldn't find a good one. Just don't throw uh, yeah. the ball in or don't kick it off until they, <laughs> if it's your ball, yeah. don't do it until they look, go look at it. I did hear well, a couple of things, like people have talked about these different like solutions to it. And one of them was that managers would have a challenge flag. Hey, you screwed up and didn't call it. And VAR can't change it because you didn't call it, but you should go look at it. Right. It'd be a right. challenge flag. Like, maybe you know one or two of those in a game one per half or two whatever but some option to try to overturn a missed call and have the ref actually take a look at it and not var saying i can't change something that I, there's not a clear enough and obvious or enough reason to change it because that's the that's the gold standard but again it it's going to be if if there was no var it wasn't going to be called anyway so we'd still be in the same situation so let's do the 180 here. Say Sporting's up one nothing, and Houston gets that call, and they get a PK out of it, and we lose a player to a red card. Would you feel hard done about it, or would you be like, okay, fair enough? That's it's a really good question, and that's where I was trying to look at it really closely and not – I was trying to keep my emotions right. out of it. Right, yeah. And it's hard. because It is really hard. I mean, fans – People who follow teams, cover teams, of course want the team to do well. So it's always very hard to not, you know, but I, I know I've seen all of these. And it's it's the the most frustrating thing about it to me is that, I like I said, you know, like Rosero gives up a penalty because he is trying to keep his arms behind his back, but it hits, the, hits his elbow. Now this guy doesn't have his arms behind his back, you know, which is the, the gold standard for what a defender is supposed to do. And it's not a not a handball. It just feels like there's not a consistency enough to consistency. It's inconsistent. So I went back even to 2002 to the Torsten Frings handball just to get a look at that to see how similar it was. It's a very similar situation where you know the the harm the hand stops the ball from going in the net. But the rules have changed. They have. It yeah. it used to be if it touches the hand at all, it's a handball. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, then if it was, uh, if you had a chance to move your hand, you know, if somebody, if you're three feet away from them and they blast it and it hit your hand, that wasn't a handball. Ball to hand. But again, yeah, exactly right, Cody. 
Uh, but again, it will still come come down to refs making the calls. Yeah, you said earlier that you're not sure the refs even all know what a handball is or if you know what it is. And it's the same thing in the NFL right now for what a catch is. There are times all those that on the sideline, it's up for debate on so many different things or how the ref is going to call it, how that ref is viewing the language and the rules. And it's a very annoying thing in, in soccer, the inconsistency there with the way that's called. But that's just, you know, it's pro-referee. It's always going to be a factor. It's We complain about it here, but it's also a factor in every league in the world, these calls. Right. When you get to the playoffs and we put everything, all the marbles on MLS Cup and not the regular season thing, this is just what happens. I just I hate to keep like you know, and now you do it sometimes too. Oh, it's pro, but it you've we've been saying that it's happening all around the world. Some of the worst mistakes that refs have made and VAR has made has been in the most expensive league in the world. Yeah, sorry, and if they're screwing it up, the guys who supposedly invented soccer and, you know, they've never been able to bring anything home other than bad calls, but that was a bad joke. <laughs> if they can't fix it, if they can't get it right, something needs to be made better by FIFA, by by what the federal, the, the people who actually decide the rules. Okay, well, so... But hold on. To, real quick, though, to that point, like... The one of the reasons that the Premier League and all the other leagues around the world are struggling with VAR, but MLS should be better. It's just it's basic replay culture, right? Like Americans grew up on replay. That's the whole thing. Like, you know, the most popular sport in this country is the NFL. The NFL loves a good replay. Everything gets looked at. Every college football play gets looked at. And so we ought to be better at understanding how to use video review properly. The, the problem is the quality of the officiating in this league is awful. And then the other part of it is that there's a lack of accountability with VAR, right? You never hear what the conversations are between, like they never release the audio between the VAR and the, and the center referee, where you can have an understanding of what are they looking at? Why are or aren't they making the calls that they're making? They do. But, but the... They do do they the do like, audio. They do like they do like the, they do the the YouTube thing where they yeah. have some guy from After Pro come out and justify it. Yeah, but but like the Premier League released audio where you could hear the actual conversation between the VAR and the and the center ref when they when they screwed up really bad in the Liverpool Tottenham game earlier this year. You never hear like what are we looking at? What are we not looking at? Trying to understand any of that. So there's no real accountability for it. And at we, all. And we've talked on, on this show multiple times about rugby. Rugby just on the broadcasts has the referee mic'd up. You can hear literally every everything they are saying. You can hear their conversation with the guys in the booth. And uh yeah, that would be an interesting idea to bring in here, but they would never they would never do that in this sport. But Why you've not? got guys who are like they're they're going to protect themselves, right? Like yeah. how often are they going to come out and say, "Oh yeah, we screwed up. That was the wrong call." You know, to the point where, again, back to the Premier League, the he's a retired official, but he said, like, I was the VAR in a match. I didn't call down when I should have because the center ref was my friend, and I didn't want him to have a tougher day than he was already having. That the why not that you just asked there, why wouldn't they do that, is the same reason why they're still letting old men call balls and strikes in Major League Baseball. 
when we have all the technology and ability to see the balls and strikes like that. It's the it's the referee, the umpires union. I don't know. Well, I'm not saying I'm take saying away the referees. Sense, but I don't think anybody's exactly saying take away the referees in soccer. It's just that again, I mean, if you if you go to a fast food place and have bad service, you can hold them accountable by doing Yelp and you know giving them bad reviews. Right. I, I I do believe that referees are held accountable and that they get bad reviews and uh, people that watch this the their management do. We, we've seen refs screw up and not get games for two weeks or four weeks. Uh, we've seen refs get dropped from MLS games. It does happen. So, I mean, I don't want to be over the top and say these things don't happen because they do. They do. It, maybe it needs to be better or it needs to be faster or it needs to be more transparent would be great. But any job that you have, anything that you have a union for is going to not want you to have a transparency in your punishment. You know, nobody wants to say, oh, this guy was punished. And, you know, even like the players don't want that. Well done for bringing that up, the reminder about the punishments and all of that, but I absolutely hate you for doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Is that denial? That's I feel denial. like I'm doing my job. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's move along from the referees. We've done enough about that. We can talk about another th- point from David's airing of grievances. The subs. How about a lack of subs in this game? Or was it too late for you, Robert? Yeah, I'm just looking at just to remind myself. 70th minute, Tommy came on for Gotti. Okay, fine. Wasn't until the 84th, though, where uh, Zuzi and Agata came on. So to me, that is definitely too late. Um yeah, something needed to change. It wasn't working for 84 minutes, and you give it 16 or, well, sorry, 6, 12 total to fix it. That math doesn't work for me. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like this, the, the, the sub timing either. Well said. And then Roger at 89th minute. Right, yeah. Like that was going to make a difference, right? <laughs> There's so much data that has been like, there's so much data that's been done. So much analytical, uh, well, so much, so much analysis, if you will, has been done on like when subs are most impactful and when you should be making subs. There's like a whole, I mean, it's obviously you, you know, some games are still situational, but like they've done the math. And if you don't sub at the 60 minute mark, you're missing the opportune window. The opportune time to sub is between 55 and 65. Is that right? Does someone need to look that up? <laughs> no, it was in the athletic like a year ago. I can go source it if you don't believe me. 
Get back to us on that one. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and go into the bargaining stage and focus on all of the chances missed. Daniel Shallowy did not have a game that he is going to be proud of. Two, three chances to put one home, and Thad missed a couple of those right on the goal line. They did. I am actually surprised. I'm looking at the stats right now that Houston had three saves because the whole first half, I don't think we made their keeper make a save. I think they were all in the second half, obviously. But uh, first half, we had some chances that we, we could have done better with for sure. Johnny's first uh, chance was a tough angle, but there were some other chances we had that we just need to put on frame. David, did you get all of your grieving out about these? Actually, I think I might have cut you off before you could even get to all of the missed chances. No, it's it's disappointing. Um, if you look at like the XG for the for the match, Houston didn't create a ton. I think they were at one point three XG, and Sporting was yep. at point nine. Yep. Neither team created like all that many chances. Um, the thing is, you know, when you don't create a lot of chances, you have to be extremely clinical, and they weren't. And so, yeah, Daniel um, probably wants one or two back. You know, Gata probably wants one back. But at the end of the day, like, we didn't do anything to really set up good chances. And we paid for it. It's the very frustrating. I don't think that we didn't set up good chances. I think that they were letting Houston have a lot of the ball and we were going to be doing some counterattacking. And they did that. But when you do that style of play, you just have to take your chances. You have to finish what's given to you, and we didn't do that. Retrospect could be 100, you know, 2020, whatever the, the saying is. But Johnny, on that first chance that he had, did you guys all see Polito just running down the gut? It's like if you look back on that replay, it's like, Johnny, play Allen, please. But, uh, you know, there you go. How about some positivity? Something good there was Gotti Kinda's pass that set up the handball and that whole debacle. It was a, I think it was a one-touch pass, and it was on a steal. Like, the ball just kind of fell to him, and he cut a crazy angle to get one in there. So that was something good, something positive about this game. Good job, Cody. That's part of uh, getting through the, the stages is finding some positives. I thought you would be proud. Well, of I'll throw out another positive, guys. I thought Leibold, especially for being off for so long, had a pretty darn good game. I mean, yeah, he made a few little mistakes, but he was pretty effective all night, I thought. So you're a man of the match? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, if you're going to pick one for sporting, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Why not? Timmy. Sure. Yeah, it's got to be. That's Tim. true. Tim. There you go, Tim. That's right. No, I think Tim, Tim Melia is the Tim we were going for there. Tim Leibold, Robert, I think he was did exactly kind of what we thought he was going to do. He was okay on defense, but you could, he was lacking a little bit going forward. You could see the he was missing kind of a magic touch or he was – rusty not in the speed of the game yet and, and things like that there were a couple touches in the final third that let him down yeah like i said considering that he hadn't played for so while in, in the situation he's in in a you know, conference semifinal, i think he handled himself pretty well yeah he did doesn't make me feel any better <laughs> depression stage four we're making our way through there is a list of the four stages of, of you know grief but i went with the five stage one so <laughs> maybe it would have been faster to get through if we went the four stages <laughs> i i don't understand why the team set up the way they did 
Robert, why why did Sporting just concede the ball? Well, I don't think it was a bad idea to start that way because it, it's a tactic that could work because Houston has shown a propensity of, you know, playing through that midfield and building their attack that way. And so if we set back and clog that up a little bit and try to take it away, you know, it's not a bad idea in principle. The problem with me was it clearly was not working. So you've got to do something different. And from my eyes, I didn't see that we tried to do anything different. That's what was frustrating. They, they came back from half as the second half was starting. And Tony Miola was like, I guess Nate said it. He was like, so do you change up the tactics here or do you stick with what you're doing? And it's like, yes, you change tactics. Like we got <laughs> rocked in the first half. Like something has to change. But it didn't. I mean, hey, guys, you've got to give Houston credit, right? I mean, they played a, almost a perfect game in the sense that they did their thing. They dictated the game to Sporting, didn't let Sporting get in any any rhythm at all. Uh, you know, that goes back to some of the fouling they did. You know, they played a good game. You've got to give them credit. I don't have to do anything, Robert. Mind your business. <laughs> Houston That's did play a good game. We're stepping back, David. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Houston. I'm more emotionally raw than you are, maybe. I don't know. He's depressed. It <laughs> could be. <laughs> Houston did play a good game. They did deserve to be where they're at. I mean, it sucks for sporting and for, you know, Houston has made a big change this year. They've they played well, even though we don't like them. We don't like orange colors. We don't like some of their players. Don't like their coach that much. One of their coaches, but they they're a good team, and they deserve they the team deserves to be there. They the fans may not deserve the team they got to go back to David's point earlier, but we can't change that. So, do we want to get into the point that, in my opinion, our system is fairly easy to? tactically defend um i think we need to be more direct i don't think Gotti or our number 10 always playing tilted toward the left is always a good idea i don't think Polito coming back in the midfield is always a great idea i think there's more that we need to do with our setup but that may be for a different pod it seems convenient that you would ask these questions after they won five straight games and then they finally lose one and it's like hey is this working or not well, I don't think St. Louis did a very good job tactically on their end, so there's that. It's because they suck. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, sorry. Sorry. Their, sorry. their coach was voted second, you know, in the coach of the year running. <laughs> David, you I'm fell sorry. Silent. All I heard was that he didn't win. Sorry, Thad. What, did, did you say anything after he didn't win? <laughs> Not for your ears. Okay, thank you. Here, your ears are delicate. I got to be careful of what I say around you, David. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But again... Houston played well. Sporting didn't play as well as they should have. And I, I hate to say that the tactics didn't work because they did work in some previous games. They didn't work yeah. this time. I, I, the biggest thing I saw was not that the sitting back was working. I mean, it can work. It could have worked against them. But they were getting smothered when they tried to get out. They weren't doing that effectively. And I don't know if that's because they weren't sharp because they were laid off for a while, if they weren't doing it well because Ndenbe wasn't there. And this isn't blaming libeled it's just saying that in in dembe was hot the last few weeks until he got hurt so i don't know what the answer actual answer there is or it's just bad luck i don't know as much as i'm mad at the lack of the of the handball call i don't think that's why sporting lost 
right? I mean, obviously it changes the game if they call it and everything, but the reality is I thought we played so passively, you know, and it's one thing to, to kind of play that mid block encounter. And it's another thing to just be outright passive. And I thought they, there was a lack of urgency all game long. There was no, they weren't springing midfield traps. They weren't doing anything to really draw Houston in and then collapse and then quickly strike back. Everything was slow. As soon as we win the ball back, it was a slow buildup, which is kind of the opposite of what you're trying to do when you counter. I think my frustration with the idea of us kind of trying to play counterattacking against Houston is that like it works against St. Louis because St. Louis doesn't know what to do with the ball. St. Louis doesn't want the ball. Right. But Houston does want the ball, and they're dangerous when they have the ball, and they can build up, and they can attack. So just simply conceding that and being like, okay, here you go. I mean, that's what you do when you are a less talented team. That's what you do when you're a bad team, right, is you bunker and counter and hope to get lucky. That's not where what our team should be at. I don't think – I mean, we beat them earlier in the year. We drew them earlier in the year, and then we lost to them in the Open Cup with a bunch of backups. Like – this is not a Houston team that should be dominating us, where we should concede 70% possession, where we should be playing a mid-block or a low-block and hoping to strike and counter. It, it doesn't make sense why we would do that, as opposed to the St. Louis game when it made all the sense why we would do that. No, I'm not on board with that. The only difference is just that they didn't finish those chances. They had three chances. Johnny had one right at the beginning of the game, the handball on the goal line, and then Daniel's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a sitter that he kicked it right at the goalie. Those are three chances. The, the difference between those last games is that they converted their chances. This one, they didn't. We sucked. So I get the idea of being like, oh, it doesn't, the same tactic doesn't match up well with Houston or we shouldn't have done it. That's, that's just kind of a hindsight thing. I think it was just one of those days. They've been hot three weeks. They cooled off. It just was one of those days. They didn't have it on the day. They didn't finish those chances. If Daniel just puts that one home, this whole conversation could be very different, and the tactic would have worked out. It was just one of those days. They didn't finish the chances, and that's why this happened. Well, David, you restored my faith in you by saying that this game was not determined by the referee call. And Cody, yes, of course, we should have finished our chances. But the, the fact also is we were not good on the ball. Now, were we yeah. not good on the ball when we got possession and kept possession because we were off for three weeks? We lost some of that, you know, that ability? Or was it because Houston was pressing so well, organized? I don't know. Yeah, or a little bit of both. A little bit of both, right? Yeah. To uh, throw another factor in there is Kenda was away from the team for two weeks. where So maybe that threw a hole in there too. Was they were, He was in sync with his national team where he wasn't in sync with sporting. I don't know how many of Houston's players were called up, so that's probably just a bullshit th thing I just threw in there. But, hey, I threw it in there. Well, I think a lot of times Gotti tried to do too much as well. Instead of playing more simple ball, he tried to, you know, get his way out of, you know, two guys on him, things like that. To add to that's the... always a problem, though, is when those tactics don't work is you try to do too much, and then that just makes it worse and worse. Yeah. To add to the generalized term of it just wasn't their day, they also just didn't have it. Like you were saying, Robert, it wasn't just that they didn't convert those chances. It was the touches weren't as crisp. The passes weren't as right. They weren't as good on the ball. It, it just wasn't working. They didn't have it. What was the temperature down there? It, it, it kind of looked like it was an August game in Houston where it was they were a little slow and they just weren't up to the heat, the humidity, 
and all that stuff. So maybe, you know, being 30 degrees up here or the 50s seemed like a 90. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> BS excuse. Not going there. Well, I don't know if the wind was blowing or not, but for me, he's put on a heavier coat in the second half. So I don't know if the wind picked up and made it cooler or what. But well, he is a temperature wuss for his cold, for the cold weather. So he doesn't like cold weather. I do know that. <laughs> the rest from were... New Jersey and he lives in Kansas. I'm from the Midwest. I hate cold weather. So. Yeah, but you're like acclimated to it. I don't whine about it much. <laughs> the refs were one thing, but the biggest thing I focus on is the three-week break. Inexcusable scheduling for MLS. It is obviously absurd. Anyone with eyes can see that. And the hottest team in the league cooled off. I didn't see fresh legs. I saw stale legs. It looked like they were coming back from preseason or from a, the midseason break. It wasn't Sporting KC's day. Throw out all the generalized terms, like after an NFL game, all the nonsensical things. Wasn't our day. Didn't have it. Cody, you're leaning hard into acceptance, man. That's good. That's, that's growth. Doesn't feel well. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> no, but you're going to be okay, Cody. It will be okay. <laughs> Again, I, I just want to go back and look. What was it? May, May 1st, we had... Sporting had not won a game. They go on a retreat. They go drink things. They go break things. They dance around campfires. They shave each other's legs. I don't know what all they did there. <laughs> but they win in Seattle. And at that, back in May 1st, if somebody would have said, man, you're going to go on a run that's going to be one of the best runs in, in MLS for the next few months. You're going to get into the playoffs. You're going to beat assholes from across the state that think that they're God's gift to soccer. And then you're going to go down to Houston and come up a little short on a, maybe a bad call. You would have accepted it at that point. You would have said, shit, I'll take that. That's a fun ride. Yeah, that's all good. I'm just not ready to hear all of that. I think that means I'm not ready for acceptance. What Trying I, to get you there. What I can accept is what we said last week. I think we said this coming into the game. Yeah, they were going to cool off a little bit. They've been on fire, five straight wins, and stretching even back to that, they've been even more unstoppable. A game like this was going to come where it didn't fall your way, but I just thought we could scratch it out. Tim Melia came up with some big saves. They kept it within one goal. All they needed was just, God damn it, Daniel, poke the ball home. Just put the ball across the line, Daniel. Oh, that's all they needed. Just scratch it out, 30 minutes and more scratching it out, Tim Melia Heroics in, in PKs, we're on to L.A. because L.A. is winning the game. We're recording during the game. L.A. is winning. I'm not at acceptance yet. I'm not there yet. We sucked. What do you need to get you there, Cody? Time. Time heals all wounds. <laughs> not there yet. This was a quick reactions pod, and it's been scattered and disorganized, but that's the risk of doing this. We had to get one, a raw podcast out there. Everyone needs to see this. But, Cody, that's a bit bullshit, man. Time <laughs> does not heal all wounds. It does not heal all wounds. <laughs> I told you I'm going with all the generalized terms now. This is what you do. This, that's my five stages of grieving is just throwing out all these nonsensical terms. We didn't have it that day. We'll be there for each other. <laughs> they wanted it more than us. <laughs> Maybe they did. It sure seemed like they did. You just got to have heart. So we do have to accept sporting is no longer in the playoffs as and the off season is upon us. And 
I'm guessing we'll do an off-season pod at some point, but are is the season just over? Like is MLS so when whenever KU loses in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> basketball is just done. Yeah. And my football teams, my well, I mean KU is actually pretty good this year in football, but like my New York Giants are terrible. So like the NFL season never even started as far as I'm concerned. Like week two, it was over. Are you guys watching the playoffs? Or is it, or do we just pretend like nobody like soccer's done, the Premier League's rolling? Um Yeah, I and, don't care. And we'll just move on with our lives. I don't care. I'll watch. I'm definitely watching. Yeah, I'm watching. It won't be like I have to watch every single second of it or anything like that. It'll be and it's almost more of a hate watch. Like I don't want Seattle yes. to win. Yeah. I'm a sicko and I hate myself, so I'll probably end up watching. I don't, I don't know. I don't want anybody left to, to win, but it'll probably default to LA. Yeah, same. I why is that? Why do we know? Yeah, is Ilya. that what it is? We hate so. a lot of teams as sporting Kansas City fans. I don't really have a hatred for LAFC. No hatred for LAFC. I don't like LA in general, but I don't have any right. hatred for LAFC. Right. Their and, fans aren't obnoxious. Yeah, they're quite good, Ilya's, actually. They're impressive. Ilya is an angel. That's what it is. An absolute angel who still deserves his stained glass at Children's Mercy Park when he retires. <laughs> um, Remember, he didn't want that, but okay. He doesn't want the stained glass? Remember when we had him on the pod? Come on, man. He thought that was too no. much. We were flattering him with the stained glass. <laughs> He's just a very humble, <laughs> good guy. But I, of all the teams left, I would like for Ilya to get another title. If, he's, if anybody has to win it, I'd like for him to do it. As long as he doesn't do another one of those commercials where he's not very good at it. Yeah. You know. I just think the Western Conference is much more dominant than the Eastern Conference, and I want that to be shown in MLS Cup. I want, I want it to be proven that a team in the Eastern Conference wins the Supporters' Shield because everyone else is bad and they beat everyone, but then everyone in the Western Conference beats each other. I, I would go along with that, Cody. I think that's good. I want Western, good rationalization. I want Western Conference dominance. What? Why do you not? Other than that, is there any reason you don't like Columbus or Cincinnati? Teams you forget about. For me, it's just that they're from Ohio, and the only good thing to ever come out of Ohio is the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Like I'm also one. actually. I'm also actually fine with either of them. Like. Willifred Nance is a good coach. He plays a good style. Um, Columbus is entertaining enough. And Cincinnati's a good story. I mean, they were yeah. god-awful for so long. And to win the Shield, maybe win a double, that's pretty cool. I would probably go for Columbus yeah. next as, my, as a team I would root for, just because they're an original Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, should we do a quick off-season pod? Quick ideas for changes that should be made? We got, I know the off-season in MLS is not very long, but we've got several weeks here, um, two months it feels like before people report. So we've got some time. We'll do all the off-season stuff. But quickly, Robert, what are you changing about this team? I want us to be more direct in our attack. Okay. Um, and you know, a- I think we're going to hear we're going to hear pretty quick who Sporting's going right. to you know, be yeah. getting rid of. They waste no time with those. Is that by personnel changes? You want to be more direct. You want to sign. You want to let go of certain people. You want to sign new people. Of course, there's going to be a fourth DP coming, right? I don't know. Yeah, they're talking about that uh, at a meeting, or they. I guess those meetings have already begun or have already happened, but they wouldn't tell us. And the thing I saw was that it wasn't a for sure that it was going to go through, that there was a pushback on people wanting more than four and people not wanting to add any. So I haven't heard anything about that. Hopefully this week we'll get something about about those discussions. Typically the old cheap owners don't want to add more cost, so they yeah. don't want to do the DPs. And they don't want their teams to be more weak. They, You know, the other teams to get stronger to have those DPs. Yeah, man, Colorado does not want other teams to be able to spend more money. They're just trying to coast as long as they can. New England. Hey, let let Toronto spend all the money they want, and they'll still be shitty. So there (laughs) you go. Oh, man, we haven't talked enough about that. They had, like, three of the five most expensive players in the league, and they finished in last place. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) Oh, man. That uh, quick off-season thing. Do an off-season pod real quick. I would like to see at least a few players that have not been productive and could probably benefit from going somewhere else in the world to go on. I don't want to like go through a list of names yeah. right now. Well, how about the the U22s that we signed? Are they were those all 3-year contracts cuz they're all 2 years done. I think we've mm-hmm. got a winner on one. I think we hit one of 3 on those 3 U22 signings we had. Well, and he wouldn't even have said that at the beginning of this year. Yeah. So it, <laughs> right. or he really like, came in. Or like six months ago, we wouldn't have said yeah. that. It's, he really came mid-season and just like started to shine. So hopefully he comes back and is just as good, if not better. I would actually say it's a, we've got a yes, a no in Janice, and a maybe in Volater. Maybe. Hmm. David disagrees. <laughs> David, we're doing David No, 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 no. Hey. Sorry. It's <laughs> just in, I I thought that was interesting because for me it's a maybe on Jean-Nice, a nah. absolutely not on Volader, and a yes on Indinbe. I've seen – I haven't seen anything from Jean-Nice. No, nothing that like a guy like Johan Quaze didn't show. You know, like it's – he. Wow. Volader, wow. Volader's shown moments. And, I, hey, I like Johan Quaze. I'm just saying there's a lot of guys out there with fast feet and they try these aud- audacious things, and it often doesn't work. And that's what happens with Janice a lot. He's been non-existent. He hasn't seen the field in a long time. I think he's had time to adapt to the league. Yeah. Or was that sarcasm because he doesn't get to play? I don't know what that meant. 
No, that was... Explain yourself. That was not sarcasm. He actually has had time to adapt to the league because he got a fair amount of playing time last year. Yeah. Not right. not tons, but he got enough playing time. He got his chance to like learn the league. He's been practicing against MLS players. He's had time to get better if he was going to get better. So I would be okay with both of them leaving or either one, one of the two staying, but as long as they go find some really good South American to score a lot of goals. I can't recall the last time Volator or Johnny's played, so. Thad, did you see after we talked last week about the magical retreat at the ranch and that we were going to write an article about it and do a deep five and we needed to hear more about it, and then the next week an article comes about comes out? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they listened to the pod and said we can't let those wankers do an actual real story. I think I think Patrick sold us out. Patrick listens. He texts he texts Sam McDowell and was like, "Dude, you got to get that article out that you've been talking about before Cody and Thad beat you to it." No, but really, uh, it's a great article from Sam McDowell. Not all the details. We didn't get any of the, like the dirty details, uh, but it did finish with Johnny saying like. That yet he used the word yet, and we don't we don't get to hear about the the dance. So maybe more details will come, but uh, it's a, it's a maybe great read. Now, though. It's a great read. Well done from Sam on uh, on that article. Go check it out, KC Star. I'm not back better. to the off season pod concept. What about the two old veterans, Zusi and Espinoza? Did we see their last appearances? Perhaps. Probably. Well, okay, Roger Lowe is staying, right, as far as we know? Well, that's not determined yet. They it's got not, an expansion okay. draft coming up in the current, and she could go elsewhere. I thought the current was exempt now, but I guess not. Okay. They were exempt from one team taking players, but not the other team. Okay. The one team that has they haven't got protection from yet is Utah, which is coached by Amy Rodriguez, former teammate of Lola Banta. Mm-hmm. My quick off-season pod take is I think a mistake that this team has made in years past is a good finish or a small showing, a glimmer of hope has kept them from making bigger changes going into a new season. And I, I think it would be great for the fans to see. It would be rejuvenating for a fan base to see them make some of those tough calls. Zussi looked good in his like few minutes here, but that was his first appearance since May, and he's going to be another year older. Roger played one minute, got beat pretty bad. Uh, I, I love them both, but it might have been time last year, right? We've asked if it's time with Roger for however many years. Zussi's, Zussi's looked good throughout the years, I, whatever. But I think some of those tough decisions, like if you do want to show hey, this was a good run, we did well, but everything that happened and leading up to that, finishing in ninth, eighth place is not the standard we want. And we're going to make some wholesale changes. We need to make some tough choices. I, I would like to see something like that, and I think it would help a fan base that was pretty burnt out. I do think that's going to be a good discussion for us, though, is do they need to make wholesale changes? Do they need to make three or four additions? Yeah, see, I was using a little another generalized term there that just you hear after a bad season for a team, but just big changes. So it shows something that ninth place, sorry, I did it again, eighth place, isn't the standard that they want. 
and making a choice like getting rid of those two aging, aging, aging players and, you know, bringing in some fresh blood is something that the fans are going to be looking for. That'll lead our off-season discussions, I think, but we don't need to dive into all of that right now. That I feel like maybe you need to wrap us up. You've been the therapist taking us through five stages of grief. Well, the sad thing is I don't think I'm a good therapist in this case. Well, However, definitely, I not. Was... definitely not. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> definitely, Thad is definitely not a therapist, so this wouldn't be good. Hey, We're back to anger. <laughs> like, yeah, but now it. it at me. <laughs> you get what you pay for, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think any other therapist is going to sit on a pod with you at 10:22. after watching his favorite team lose also trying to talk you through it to make you feel better so you know what though challenge accepted cody go find us a therapist to guest on the pod and walk us through honestly i could do that very easily all of my youtube advertisements are for good help or better what's it called better help see better. advertisements are obviously not working i can't remember what it is but literally all of my advertisements are are for them what searches have you been doing it's the year 2023 you can get a therapist in any corner of the world at at 10 30 at night i promise you that we can all do that if you need it this is good info for people go get help in this trying time if you need it there's video chats available all around the world right now or you could just talk to thad like i'm doing it's not helping my daughter is working towards being a therapist. Music therapy. Oh, yeah? Music therapy. Yes. Like she plays you know, an instrument. No, we could get sporting psychologist on. That was alluded to in Sam's story. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a very good idea. Mm-hmm. And then we could try to pump that person for information. <laughs> God, the secrets she has. <laughs> My guess Pretty- is she would like to keep her licensure. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, David. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Stop being level-headed. My bad. My bad. (laughs) All right. That's Thad's job. Thad, take us out of here. Make all the people feel better. Everyone's mad and upset. Talk us out of here. Make us feel better. As I said earlier in this pod, I am just happy that we had a good journey. We didn't go the rest of the season as terrible as they were in the first 10 games. We got to see Polito come back. We got to see Kenda come back. We got to see Ndenbe break out we got to see him not be able to play after tearing an acl but oh come on you were doing so good we got to see all of this we got to maybe see two great veterans get their last hurrah it's always ends up in sports that only one team is happy at the end so everybody's gonna be unhappy at some point and just think we not only got to see all of these things with these players getting the you know, coming back from horrific, terrible knee problems and all this other stuff. We got to see Sporting get redemption and destroy a, a, a upstart rivals across the state and destroy their mental health for probably <laughs> two or three years. So I will trade a few days of anguish. Which is, this is not even going to be anguish because I've, I've already pretty much accepted it's happened. But we get the pride of having sent more people to therapy across the state than it is over here. We still get the 2026 World Cup, right? Yeah, and they don't. (laughs) We still get to have some fun. We still have a a two-team. We still have a women's team. We have an indoor team that's good. You were really going with, like, the easy political points there on going after St. Louis. I don't know why we're talking about St. Louis. We talked about them way too much. They have nothing to do with this, but 
It's like sex sells. I'm going for things that made us happy this year. Right, exactly. Bashing St. Louis sells. No, you did make me feel a little bit better. The playoffs are a toss-up. It all comes down to little things like that. That's what we know going in. I know the season was a disappointment, but after those five straight games and the hot streak they were on, this was always going to happen. It's just one of those things. I can't be too mad about it. It was a very fun season. And wow, yeah, that's just a crazy thing to say. It was a fun season. It was a wild season. But I guess that's true. It was a fun season. I can now say that. I didn't know that I could say that until this. It was a fun season. Legendary. We did have the moments with beating St. Louis, and it's a memorable year. We'll never forget exactly. this one. So, We were legendary bad. We were legendary good. Morning! Yeah.